Once upon a time, I was sitting in my room. Alright. Thinking about all the things I want to say and do. Like what? Such a quiet man. Shh. What can I do then? I don't know. Start a brand new podcast with my family and my friends. Oh, cool. Hey, my name is Joe. Hello. That you want to know. What you got? Let's begin this journey. Thank you so very much for joining. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So today we are on episode 43 today. Um, we're close to coming to an end as far as season two and so far season two has been going great I've been able to bring back past guests and uh, reconnect with them about a different topic that um, I want to talk about here on my podcast and I've also been able to bring on new guests onto my podcast as well which uh, speaking of past guests I actually have a past guest back here with me today so I want to welcome back Max to my channel this is his second time here uh, the first time he was here was a um, few months ago way back on episode seven we talked about the importance of uh, protecting ourselves whether it is online or physically protecting ourselves and protecting others so if you haven't checked that out uh, be sure to do so uh, whether it's on youtube or on my podcast streaming platforms so definitely go check that out as well as my other past episodes so yes welcome back and thank you for being here <laughs> thank you it's great, great to be back <laughs> yeah absolutely so episode 47 is that what you said uh, this is actually 43. So 43. Wow. 43. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I've definitely been trying to uh, reconnect with people of, you know, every, you know, from all over, just trying to talk about different topics. And I've definitely been enjoying it so far. And I'm just uh, ready to keep going. But at the same time, during the holidays, I am going to be ready to take a break and kind of enjoy the holidays with my family and all that good stuff and then once the new year comes around i'm going to be ready to get back into the game <laughs> good deal. Good deal. yeah so um so today's topic of today is going to be on the idea of um being physically rich and also being spiritually rich so there's um definitely some differences there and there's definitely some important things that i want to bring up regarding both of those so i want to be sure to uh cover those uh today so i have a few questions that i want to ask max and i'm also going to give my input as well so i think i'm going to go ahead and get into this first question so the first question is what is the difference between being physically rich and being spiritually rich and um, before you answer, I do want to uh, point this out to my viewers right quick, that um, the idea of being spiritually rich may, it's not no exact like definition. I think people have a different definition, as long as it's kind of like around the same kind of idea. So, um, so I just wanted to point that out right quick, just in case if people may think we may have a, a different definition of spiritually rich. So now you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when I, when I think of physically rich, I think of, you know, in the, in the, in the physical world, you know, actually having money, wealth, you know, the ability to get resources, things that you want, you know, that kind of thing, you know, uh, whereas spiritually rich, I think more of like a mental health, like, a like a like the inner peace kind of deal and you know 
I, I kind of hearken it to like a like a Buddhist or that Taoist thing. I can't remember which one it is, but you know that desire is the the root of suffering, and so that you know if you could minimize your desire, then you could you know max, uh, minimize your suffering. And so, to me, that's kind of my pathway to spiritual happiness or spiritual richness is trying to minimize desire, trying to you know be happy with less. I guess you could say, you know. You're in a constant state of hunger and you're constantly in, in terms of hunger in multiple ways. So in terms of like, you know, you can have hunger for food, a hunger for validation, a hunger for love, a hunger for X, Y, Z, any number of things. But, you know, eventually you can you can satisfy all those hungers and then eventually you, you're going to you're going to want something else. You're going to want something that you don't have. And so to me, the ultimate peace of mind would come from, you know, being happy in yourself, being happy with what you have, uh, minimizing your desires. It's kind of like you got a hole and you're trying to fill the hole with crap and or stuff. And then, you know, the real key is, you know, not to try to fill the hole, just try to, you know, shrink the size of the hole. It's kind of like how I think of it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I definitely think you made some very good points regarding both. Like when I think of physically rich, I do think of, you know, just you know, loads of money, you know, something like that, of course, you know, they can, uh, you know, being financially well. Um, so I guess thinking more of even like the materialistic kind of things of having the nicest things as well, like nicest cars and uh, big house and things like that. So I think of that when it comes to physically rich. And then when it comes to spiritually rich, um, I think of more of the idea of like, what's going on on the inside, and like having the contentment of, um, you know, what with what you have, basically, because I think there's definitely uh, many cases where you can be physically rich, but not be happy. So like you can be physically rich, but not be spiritually rich. And I think of yeah, spiritually rich, having like happiness, and like things that are um, intangible. I think that's the word It's like, uh, you know, things that are, you know, from the inside, whether it's, you know, having happiness, having love having joy and peace so i think of um things like that or even things like wisdom and knowledge like i could see that as being something uh coming you know that goes into the equation of being spiritually rich so i think yeah it just boils down to the physically rich coming like things that you see like on the outside and then spiritually rich being things that are happening on the inside in your mind and in your heart yep 100 Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, so I think uh, there there are some physical things that I feel like can can bring spiritual richness. Like I guess for me personally, like I guess like one example I could think of is you know of course having family and friends. Like I feel like that could bring the spiritual richness of you know I may not have a lot of money, but like I have a big family, and so having that big family brings like the love and the joy and like just having that quality time with them. So I could think of that as one example. And then one other example I could think of is um, for me, I guess my, my faith is very important to me. So like when I think of like gaining knowledge and like knowing more about God, I think about the Bible. So I guess, you know, I could even think of the Bible being something that is filled with, you know, the idea of being spiritually rich of like gaining knowledge about, about the word and all of that. So those are like two big examples I could think of that have personally affected me to where I can see um, something physical 
being a good thing um, for spiritual richness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I mean, just, but really, well, how should, I, how should I say this? I think with something like the Bible, I think what facilitates the richness there is 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 the words and the meaning communicated via the words, and not necessarily the physical printing of the book, but the ideas that are encapsulated in the book. But but still, I mean, yes. Um, and it, you know, certainly people say, you know, it's, it's better to cry in a Mercedes, Mercedes Benz than to cry in an Altima or something, you know. Uh, but one thing, actually, got, uh, how should I say this? There, uh, there was an old parable. I can't remember what Eastern faith it came from. Like, uh, it's either Hindu, I think it's Hinduism. Uh, which is the oldest existing religion in the world, apparently. Um, there was a king who, I think it was a king or, or, or a captain of a troop, bunch of troops. They're coming back from a, uh, some victory that they had. And they stopped at a stream of water, like a river, creek, whatever, to uh, get some water, bathe, whatever. And uh, hopefully they got the water before they bathed. Uh, but, you know, the king, he, he, he came up and realized that this really expensive very nice ring that he had was missing he had dropped it in the water and he commanded all his soldiers and everybody you know i gotta find my ring let's find my ring everybody get it blah blah blah. and so the soldiers set set upon the water and all their horses you know on top of all their horses and they were moving all around trying to find the ring and they they couldn't find it they were for hours trying to find it and the, uh, the king walked over to a yogi who was like sleeping under a tree or hanging under a tree nearby. I said, "Hey, I want you. I'm, I'm, I, I want to enlist your help to help me find my ring. Get over here and help us." And the fellow told him, "You know, I want you and your soldiers. I'll help, but on one condition: I want you and your soldiers to leave, go somewhere, go off wherever, go sleep under a tree, and I'll come to you in a couple hours and I'll have your ring for you." And so they did that. They went off and went to sleep under some trees. And a couple hours later, he came back and he had the ring. And they asked him, how did you, how did you do that so quick? You know, we were there for like six hours trying to find it. And he said, well, I just sat there and I let the water get calm again. I let the mud settle out. And I was able to walk right up and find the ring. And so you can read all sorts of ways into that story. But I, I kind of see it as like the ring is like your, your peace, your inner happiness. And like the soldiers trying to muck up the water, trying to find that inner happiness. It's like your actions trying to feed your desire, trying to feed your inner hunger um, and the chaos of the world too, trying to make sense of everything out of that. But when really, you know, it's calmness and it's not the, the inner peace. You're not going to find it from disturbing the water with all sorts of things. You, you're going to find it from calmness and, and, and inner peace and minimizing the roughness of the world. But I never said. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you sharing that because I think that's even like, I love stories like that where like, uh, whether it's a, a, a parable that may be uh, true or not, but just even like the story of it all, of like the, the core meaning goes back to just having that inner peace, which is something that you can't, uh, it's something that is happening on the inside of you in your mind and in your heart. So I think that's a, uh, 
you know, an amazing story, definitely for sure to share. And you are definitely right when it comes to like um, the Bible, for instance, uh, definitely like you were saying, the printing of it is like, uh, is key. But like the most important thing is like the words within the word. And yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's definitely a good thing to really point out for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, our next question that I have is actually going to be about uh, like being physically rich. And this is just a, a theoretical kind of question. So this is just something to, to ask out of fun. Uh, so if you won, like if you, if there was a lottery happening, a big lottery and you happen to win the lottery <laughs> and um, so let's so say it's a, a billion dollars. Uh, what are a few things that you would do with that money? What are some like things that you start thinking of right away thinking of like what are some things you want to do <laughs> so it, it, it's very it's very hard to imagine what you would actually do besides maybe have a heart attack uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know first and foremost is you know pay off every bit of debt for my family pay off their houses maybe buy them their houses whatnot uh, and then then you guys start thinking about you know in my mind, it, it, I always gravitate back towards giving or doing, you know, some kind of uh, uh, outreach or some some type of work. You know, like maybe start a nonprofit or or you know a soup kitchen. I, I don't know. Like there, there's so many. I would definitely have started, you know, an, an actual money thinking business. Uh, but then I would also have other ventures that were more along the lines of helping people and. Uh, whatever those may be, community outreach, uh, there's a plethora of different ways you can do it. And I know Tracy, she probably want me to have a little zoo, personal zoo or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's really hard to imagine what you would do with that much money. But that's kind of what I would kind of grab is I say that, you know, that's, that's what I think I would do, hope I would do. But and, and probably move from away from the U.S. because things are weird here but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah things are definitely going crazy around here recently for sure so and you are right yeah. there is um you know it is kind of hard to say in the moment what you would do is you could say one thing and then when you're in that moment of actually winning the lottery which is uh it could be a rare thing definitely but if you were to happen to win it you may go in a different direction so i definitely think yeah. you know what you're theoretically thinking like if if it was to happen and those I think those are definitely some good things to do for sure because I would probably be doing a lot of the same things like as far as paying off like student loan debt I would definitely be getting that out of the way and getting uh like credit card debt and stuff like that done and then as well as like being able to uh help my family out as well when it comes to like having a, a better house or you know more um in a, maybe more in an area that they want to live in like currently i still live in pinson but like eventually we do kind of want to move into a, a different area it just hasn't happened yet but if if i were to happen to win that money i think we would definitely get ourselves um into a different city just uh just out of um more convenient like we um our family goes a lot more to like the gardendale fultondale area so yep. probably somewhere in that area so that's kind of like the main reason so i think yeah pro providing like housing for my families you know those that are struggling 
Um, you know, definitely having like an outreach program, I think would be awesome as well. Um, even though I, I haven't really done much of volunteering here in my life, but like, it's something that I've always wanted to do. It's just, I uh, just haven't fully committed to it, but I think those are definitely some amazing things. And then another thing for me, I may want to just add right quick is, um, is the idea of like traveling. Like I love to travel And it is definitely expensive out here uh, to travel. Yes. So I think uh, just the idea of getting to, to travel um, all 50 states, I'm, I'm getting close to there. I'm at 36 right now. So I still got maybe, I guess I got 14 states left. But then I would love to visit other countries as well that I've always wanted to visit. I don't think my goal is to visit every country because there are some countries I would like to avoid. <laughs> yeah. So, but there are plenty of countries that I would love to go visit and see. So I think uh, traveling, I would add that to my list as well. Oh, yeah. That, that's actually a good point. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, it's some good things to think about. But once we're in that moment, our answers could be completely different. But I'm kind of hoping it won't change just because I think those are great things to to do if, if we were to win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, another question that I have is in regards to being physically rich as well. So um, what are some good and bad things that can happen out of being rich with uh, having like loads of money? So like there, because I can think of like a few pros and cons about it. So I'm kind of curious what you're thinking. Yeah. So if we had just, Boodle, caboodles of money, you know, billion dollars or whatever. Like you, for one, good thing is, I mean, obviously you've got a billion dollars. You, you, you don't have any want or need that you just about can't satisfy uh, unless it's outside the law. And even then it's questionable. Um, <laughs> um, but one thing is like, eventually if you, if you constantly feed your wants and needs and then you'll, 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 you'll get desensitized to, things and like you'll like if you're constantly having you know your your good music and your good food and like, like if you're constantly having you know why do you stay then like you know if, if one day you became just like you, you'll never be able to see steak the same again like a regular old ribeye from longhorn is not going to cut it anymore you know what i mean but uh so if you if you had nothing but good you'll eventually you know good will have no more meaning uh anymore if there's nothing to contrast it to um so you, 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 I think to me that would kind of make you, you spiritually weak uh, if you if you didn't be careful with it. Uh, not to say that you know you should suffer intentionally just to build you know character or nothing like that, but like just to have that comparison. And then another thing, you know, if you're super rich like that, you you could potentially be a target. You know, you, people could try to get intentionally fender bendered by you, or no, oh, my neck hurts, or you know, all sorts of things like that. Uh, I couldn't imagine. Like, I would probably get really paranoid if I had that much money, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, that's the pros and cons I can think of. Okay. Yeah, I think I would definitely be pretty paranoid as well because I would be, like, um, like kind of going back to what we talked about previously about, like, protecting ourselves. I would definitely be having, like, a lot of security around. I would be having... And even like having security cameras, it doesn't prevent something from happening. It just yeah. catches the person that 
that does the yeah. crime. So, uh, but it's still important to have. But just still, just thinking about like the security part. Like, I definitely would be having a lot more people surrounding me, uh, people that I can trust. So, yeah, definitely, paranoia is definitely a con that I could think of for sure. And then, as well as, um, like you were mentioning about being like desensitized from like certain things, like you get almost so spoiled. To the point yes. to where um, you start, you don't think nothing is good enough. Like you, like you were saying that yeah. that ribeye is not going to be good enough. I want, I want bigger. I want better, juicier. Like you just start thinking of all these. Like you get kind of yeah. ungrateful. You kind of become very. Uh, I don't know. Just you almost think you're higher up above people. So there's that idea of being selfish and prideful. Like that can come into the equation as well. So yeah. those are definitely some bad cons. And then as far as um, good, the only good things, you know, kind of like you were mentioning, the only good things I can think of is that like you're, we're able to pay off stuff, you know, like our loans, yeah. we're able to, you know, hopefully if, you know, I don't ever get to the point of being prideful and hopefully I would be um, humble when it comes to being rich. I would love to give my money to other people like yeah. family and loved ones. So I guess there are opportunities, more opportunities for um, you to do things like that. So I guess I could see both ways, but I could definitely see more con than good because you almost lose yeah. like you almost lose who you are in the process sometimes if you yeah. let it, if you let that little yeah. prideful bug like bite you. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of like having good for too 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 much good or for too long and not being able to appreciate you know good things, you know, you know, I can think of somebody, a team or a fan base, <laughs> you know, I'm a fellow Bama fan. I think you're are you a Bama fan? I can't remember. I am. <laughs> I can think, you know, everybody's like, Oh my goodness, you got two losses, you know, the world like there are a lot of teams that would kill to have just two losses or or you know, by the end, you know, still one more game to play, but Still, you know, or three lost either way. There's a lot of teams that would kill to have that. It's think about the amount of sustained success of a two loss season is like the end of the world. Like, that's crazy. Anyways, so that was just a little plug in there. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good thing to bring up because, like, even you know, being an Alabama fan myself, we are used to the idea of you know, winning and, you know, I never sometimes go in seasons without losing. Sometimes we lose as barely and then we still end up making it in the championship game or playoffs. So we're almost yeah. used to the idea of just having ever since Nick Saban came in, we've had this like big dynasty going on. And now that we're loot, we lost a couple of games. People are started thinking like, Oh, dynasty's over now. Looks like, um, yeah. looks like Georgia is going to be like leading the way now. And that's kind of where, um, it could even, you know, go into this idea of like being rich because we're just so spoiled with the idea of like, oh, win, win, win. And if we lose, then we're like, oh, no, this is this is it. Like, we're done. Like, we're no good yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. The problem is when you, when you when you start to think that you're entitled to the win and like, and, and, you know, none of the fans are on the field playing. So like what we think and say really doesn't make a hoot. But, you know, it's the mentality of the players that are there. You know, they think that any win is a given then you know they're going to get their butts kicked you know it, and it, you know I, I hate to deviate from the topic but like this season's crazy like if you think we beat texas by one point right and we lost and we beat uh there was another team we we barely beat a&m by like three points and they were at the goal line 
And so, like, we're four points away from being, you know, a four-loss team, and then we're four or five points away from being a four-loss team. And then you swing the other way, you know, Tennessee by a field goal, LSU by one point, we're four points from being undefeated. So, like, that's just how crazy college football is. But. Yeah, it's definitely been a crazy season for sure. And I think it definitely even just uh, it, like you were talking about the whole idea of like our mentality and like feeling like the entitlement of you know, thinking like, oh, like we're we're going to win this one. And we start to overlook a team and that's where it ends up uh, bringing us down. So uh, even going back to the idea of like being rich, I could you could even put that into the equation as well. Like we yeah. start um ex- thinking that we expect you know these big things to happen to us if we became physically rich and then uh it becomes like we feel like we're entitled to have everything anything and everything which yeah money can definitely take you a long way but at the end of the day um it can um it can backfire on you too and it can be a dangerous game because if you start kind of bragging about your riches and your money out there then people are going to notice and people are going to be thinking hey where does he live where like what gated community does he live in what car does he drive you know i can run up on him while he's coming out from the store or restaurant or something like that so it could definitely be a pretty risky and then just on top of that just kind of losing your inner self altogether there's a there's a there's a story in the bible right about some son who went ahead and got his inheritance and went out into the world and and uh splurged it and had a good time and you know ended up you know he ended up destitute again but you know came back and the father was like oh let's go and slay the fattest pig or cow or whatever and eat it and you know it's to me, it's like, you know, you go out in the world and you have a really good time, but like, at the end of the day, you, you came back to the family, you know, like you were saying earlier, family and, you know, the relationships you build. That's yeah. Really yeah, that's actually a really good uh, story to bring up because that is definitely in the Bible about the prodigal son, how yeah, he went off and, you know, like you were saying, he took all of his inheritance with him and then ended up like regretting it and then came back and then his father is there like oh he's back let's celebrate and that just all you know comes back to the idea of being spiritually rich is having that that unconditional love there and um and money can't buy love money can't buy you know peace and joy it it all comes from the heart and mind so that's something a good important thing to bring up yep (laughs) one one thing i always struggle with is like you know when you, when you when you when you think about relationships with people and like friendships and you know romantic relationships or what, whatever it's like you know are you really loving that person for them or are you loving them for what they do for you and then are you loving them you know for how they make you feel and you, know, you feel good about yourself you get validation from them etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like do you really love them for them as, as themselves and as their person or do you love them? Are you, or are you loving what they do for you? And so you're really loving yourself by proxy through them. So that's kind of a struggle, not a struggle, but like it's like a, a different frame of thinking in terms of relationships. But anyways, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, um, you know, another good thing that you're bringing up is, you know, that idea of, because it can be a challenge that uh, there can be people that come into your life, especially if you, um, uh, just so happen to be making a little bit more money and, you know, people start to try to draw closer to you, people that have never spoken to you in their life and they start uh, trying to, you know, hang around with you more. 
And then you start to question people like, are you really friends with me because you really want to get to know me because you didn't want to get to know me um, back when I was in school. But now you want to get to know me uh, now, now that I'm making money and doing well, which uh, which right now, people, if you're just now joining this, I'm not um, making loads of money. So don't be trying to be my friend. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still working, um, still working uh, full time, still living with my parents. So people don't get the idea that you can just reach out to me thinking that I'm making uh making good money if you just so happen to just jump in in the middle of this episode. So <laughs> by the way, Joe, can I can I borrow a couple? Of I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> oh man yeah so it, it does start you know you start having this idea of um you know not knowing who to trust because even family members that you know there are some family members i don't really talk to as much as others and if they start all of a sudden hey like you want to go grab some lunch i'm gonna be thinking like um you have my one yeah it's like uh, let me second guess i'm gonna start second guessing and then like you never never want to loan money to family because you know it, it, it's a gift really you know is loaning money to people can can destroy a friendship or a relationship because what they say the uh what's, i think the bible says it is that the uh the borrower is slave to the lender or something like that you know and it can really stress that relationship but but yeah sorry sorry no yeah you're good that's definitely um yeah, definitely important to remember it's just uh you know, because that's where the whole idea of paranoia comes in again. And it's sad that yeah. it gets to where sometimes you can't even trust your own family and friends. So, um, so yeah, money is definitely, um, it's definitely from what I've heard, the root of all evil is, uh, yeah. and I can see no, why. No, 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 uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that correction. Because yeah, that is, um, yeah, because money is not bad. It's just, uh, yeah, it's what you do with the money and just having that love for money. If you love it more than if you put that above everything else, then yeah, it's yeah. definitely, uh, yeah. definitely wrong for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, my last question that I actually have is, um, is, you know, not everybody, you know, everybody likes to, to think, you know, if they had to choose between being physically rich and spiritually rich, they go to the idea of being physically rich because they think of the immediate, I guess, things that come with it as far as, you know, making good money, you know, like getting a lot of money, uh, getting nice cars and houses, but, um, but why do you think we should maybe be more focused on being spiritually rich rather than being physically rich? Because uh, being spiritually spiritually rich is like the the pathway to true happiness. You know, you know, you can, the physically rich can help you buy things or experiences and all that kind of stuff that can maybe substitute you for that temporary feeling. And but having true spiritual richness, I think that's pathway to true happiness because you know you can't take your money with you you know what i mean you can't take your house with you your car with you you know none of that and, you know nobody on their deathbed you know it's a common saying nobody on the deathbed wishes they would have spent more time at the office you know so like you know goes to me it goes back to relationships with people and you know giving and doing for others and out of love not out of out of love for them not out of love for self uh, and I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really calibrate yourself to that because you know you wouldn't. There's a certain. I guess you could say there really is a certain level of you know physical richness that you need to ha be able to sustain just to sustain your life. You know, just to be able to enable yourself 
to do the spiritual richness. I guess you can look at it like it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs type thing, but uh, it gets to a point where, you know, I guess it's like diminishing returns. You know, there's only so much physical richness that can really get you further along in happiness. And eventually, you know, the long lasting happiness that leads to the spiritual richness. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about that because there is that importance of yeah you know, that you got to have enough physical richness to to be able to provide for your family and for your loved ones, you know, whoever you're living with or whoever lives with you. So that's definitely really important, and to be able to even do things like paying off you know bills and stuff like that. So definitely, you know, that's very important to have as far as you know being physically rich. But yeah, definitely for those that may make more of their time, invest in more of their time in the office when they could easily be home, you know, like spending time with family, but they're thinking of maybe working overtime just to save up for a, a big car, you know, a nice car, you know, that, I mean, nothing wrong with that just as long as it doesn't get over, over, you don't overdo it, I guess, you know, just uh, making sure that you find that right balance of, you know, spending time with your loved ones and, you know, also being able to, to do your job and to provide where, where help is needed uh, financially. Yeah. So that's definitely important. And then yeah. on one other thing that you mentioned that was really good as um, the idea of like, when it comes to physically rich, it's like the whole idea of being temporary. And because at the end of the day, like at the end of our lives, like you were saying, you can't take your house with you. You can't take these materialistic things with you, whereas spiritually rich is more of a, a permanent thing unless somebody comes in and breaks that trust. But for the most part, yeah. the whole idea of being spiritually rich um, as far as like having happiness and love, um, it all boils down to our, our reactions to different situations and just the people that we surround ourselves with, which is um, definitely permanent as far as our, our contentment with what we have. So I think that's definitely a really good thing. It's just thinking of the idea of permanent and uh, like just long term and short term kind of idea. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, uh, <laughs> hmm. I had another little uh, example, but I can't remember. Well, oh, yeah. I got, you know, guys that maybe not the job that I'm currently at, but uh, at previous jobs, and they would work like 14, 15, 16 hours a day and, you know, get there at like 4 or 5 in the morning and leave at like 7 or 8 at night, whatever. And, you know, there's just like, like they're beating their head against the wall. Like, you know, I got to, you know, you talk to them and they're like, man, you know, it, it's never done. It's never over. There's always more work. And I'm like, yeah, that, that there always will be like, you'll, you're never going to get it, get finished. There's always going to be more work to do. Like, what, what are you talking about? And if you ever got it finished and there was no more work to do, they'd fire you. Like, what are you talking about? And, and, uh, it's like, you know, quit trying to do everything, you know, do what you can get to a point where you're at peace with how much you've done and then go home, spend time with your family, dude. Like, I don't know, but that's just one way how, how it can kind of play out in the real world for people being anxious about their job and all this and all that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that is true because, you know, at the end of the day, you may feel like 
you accomplished everything, you know, to the best of your abilities. But then the next day, here comes more work. Here comes out a big load of tasks to, you know, things to do. And especially here in the holidays, I know that's going to be affecting me a lot more with my job. I'll definitely will be a lot more busy. And especially since I have like co-workers that may be off during the holidays because I used up all of my holiday, uh, not all of the holidays. I've used up all of my vacation days already. So I am definitely going to be stuck throughout most of December outside of the day after Christmas. Uh, So I will uh, definitely be pretty busy. So just the idea of just knowing that there's always going to be work that needs to be fulfilled or else, like you said, we're going to be without a job if we don't have things to do and uh yeah, so and yeah. they also like the idea there's always going to be bills to pay you know there's always yeah. going to be different you know things that if you got to financially provide for yeah. like even uh, you know with housing there's like the idea of you know the mortgage and you know yeah. car payments you know there's a lot that goes into that equation so just yeah. uh understanding that that like you know we have to Uh, Just remember, there's got to be a stopping point when it comes to pursuing the idea of getting that paycheck, Um, like which is definitely important, get that paycheck. But I I guess what I mean is getting like working way over time for to feel like you have to, um, you know, provide like you had to almost like make too much money and like not being able to be with your family. So just finding that balance is super important. Yeah. And it's. Like we said, nobody ever said they wish they would have spent more time at work when they're on their deathbed. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually a really good, like, kind of final thought to think of because, like, when it comes to, like, the end of our lives, which, you know, nobody ever knows when their end of their life is, like, when you start kind of, if you start even, even currently as we are living, like, when you look back on our life or on your life, like, do you, uh, see yourself like as someone that you know made time for family or do you see yourself as someone that is just you know making uh making their job their spouse basically you know making yeah. their job their yeah. um their baby basically mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's man. yeah definitely not a healthy yeah. route to go down for sure so just yeah. it's you know important to you know start to even have that self-reflection of just realizing that um you know maybe i can make some changes so that's definitely important realizing when too much is too much and you know especially like if you're salary rather than hourly uh you know the the more you give the more they'll take they'll they'll never tell you oh no don't you know every once in a while on a rare occasion they'll say hey you you need to get out here you've been here 16 hours and that's more of a liability liability thing rather than a actually caring for you thing if you ask not someone but, uh, you know, maybe your direct boss who actually cares about you, but, like, on up the chain, like, you, they don't, you know, it's just a liability thing. Oh, they sit here 17 hours, they have a car wreck on the way home, they could potentially fall back on us, you know. Anyways, but, like, the more, the basic premise of, you know, the more you give, the more they'll take, you know. You beat your head against the wall, and especially with salary, because you don't get it, get over time. For salary, salary exempt or whatever it is, you don't get over time. You just putting in the extra hours just you know try to make headway on your work which i mean not to say don't try to make headway on your work but be efficient while you're there but don't dedicate your life to it you got other stuff you need to do you're going to burn out you're going to be spiritually exhausted and weak and you're going to be you know probably i've seen it happen people will, will, will they'll throw themselves in the work and stress out so much and i've done it myself uh, in the past and then they try to make up for it and get spiritual peace 
from, you know, vices, you know, alcohol and food and uh, other sorts of things. And, you know, you can't make it up. You know, I'd rather have peace of mind than, than trying to, you know, chase peace of mind from outside sources. Kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, that that's really good, you know, a thing to, you know, kind of close out with because it's just important to, you know, to not prioritize your your job over your family. And and that's, you know, kind of, you know, pulls that, you know, comes back to the idea of, um, you know, the spiritual richness because, um, you know, that you're never going to be spiritually rich at your job because you're, you're always going to be thinking, oh, I'll have this to do. I have this to do. And you may have that temporary, like, you know, oh, I feel good. You know, I feel like I'm content with my job, you know, like what I did today. And then you come back and here goes a pile of more things. So, so it's just that temporary idea of just being, uh, spiritually rich and you know definitely you know i hope that maybe you know whoever's watching this you know maybe you will start yeah. you know kind of thinking uh about like trying to make that balance right to where yeah. yes it's important to financially provide for your family but like is doing all that over time really worth it especially like max was yeah. saying as far as the salary goes like uh yeah. you know regardless you're making the same amount of money at the end of that month so or whatever day that you are getting paid on so it just uh goes to show it's you know you know, working, doing all that overtime and putting too much time where you could wait until the following morning after you spent time with your family that night. Um, it's just things to think about. So, you know, hopefully yeah. maybe somebody got something out of this. <laughs> hopefully so. I did. I know I did. Lots of good talk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I feel like I definitely did as well. So I definitely appreciate you being on this episode with me today. <laughs> Thank Glad to be here. Thanks, Joe. Yes, absolutely. And I look forward to having you back on future episodes as well, because I know you signed up for a few more. <laughs> Good deal. Heck yeah. Yeah. So um, anyways, everybody, I thank you for watching. Uh, or if you're not watching, if you were listening on the podcast streaming platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, um, I appreciate your support, um, it, What you know, whichever way you're doing uh, with that support. So anyways, everybody, um, I hope that everybody has a good rest of your day and I will see y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, that took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. My podcast is available on YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. If you want to see some standout moments, funny moments, or behind-the-scenes moments from my podcast, then please visit my Instagram page at NotYourAverageJoelPodcast. If you enjoy my content and want to see and hear more about my episodes, then please subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can hit the bell notification so that you can be notified whenever I post a new episode. You listening to this episode means so much to me. And if you ever want to be a future guest on my podcast, then please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram page. I can't wait to share more of my life with you guys on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Thank you, everybody, once again, and I will talk to y'all later. Goodbye.